Welcome to C3 Hobart Online. We hope that you enjoy this message today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, make sure that you listen till the end to find out how. Fantastic. I know this one's recorded. We go online with this service, but I always love Pastor, uh, Pastor Chris's uh, dress sense as well. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? I just spent a moment then just sitting at the back of the room. To be totally honest with you, I needed to go to the toilet so I couldn't get back in. But I was sitting at the back of the room and just watching Kyle and the worship team. And I was just uh, standing looking at a bunch of men and women who are using their gifts and talents and skills to help us worship. That's what they're doing. From 7.30 this morning, and I'll talk about the production team in a minute, but these guys and girls, some have been doing it for 20 years, since they were two. Others are shared on Christmas, young man in the middle, comes back to his home church, He's here for three or four weeks and has served, not just here, but I saw a photo of Zach and I think it was Anna singing at a, at a childcare centre. That's the heart what Kyle was talking about, a sacrifice, isn't it? When it hurts a little bit. When they get here at 7.30, when it's the 3rd of January. No one wants to be out of bed at the third of Jan- uh, 7.30 on the 3rd of January. I want to thank you, worship team, each and every one of you. Paul, sitting behind the drums, has been doing this for, I don't know, 15 years, right, Paul? He's either sitting there or playing bass. His wife's often up here playing. Sometimes they're both up here and their kids just sit there beautifully and just wait for mum and dad to serve. But that's what makes a church go around, isn't it? As you walked in this morning, you would have been met by an incredible bunch of people who just said hello. Who just welcomed you and said, hey, welcome to church. Who made sure that the lights were on and that the heaters were on and that toilets were cleaned. Who made sure that we're conforming with the COVID regulations and could sign off for your name and do all these things and that we'll stand there afterwards and put away the milk and the coffee and the tea. That's part of the team. Do you know, on one of our Christmas services, we were very fortunate to have the governor turn up on the last service. What a privilege that was to have the power of the governor come to a Christian, to our Christmas service where the gospel message was spoken. And she said to me afterwards that she loved the music and the songs and the singing But what took her most was the fact that as she came across the bridge, she was welcomed by people with a smile on their face because that's what church is. Thank you, team. I want to start by welcoming those who may be joining us here for the very first time. Maybe you've moved from, uh, from interstate, maybe you're visiting from another church, or maybe you felt that in 2021, you want to try this thing called church. And I trust and pray that you will feel home here at C3. I feel a little bit conflicted. I preached a message in the, in the 9 o'clock service, which I will preach again. 
But uh, I shared very briefly with them. I actually feel in my heart to preach a message out of Ezekiel. But I've got no notes out of it or anything like this. I've just got what God's put in, in the scriptures. But I want to read it to you. It comes from Ezekiel 37 and says, so the Lord is speaking to Ezekiel the prophet. And he says to him, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, then the Lord asked me and he said, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know that answer. Verse 4, then the Lord said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscle in you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you'll know that I am Lord. That is what I'm praying for this year. That those dry bones that we may be there, that, that we have been transported to. So I've got no notes on this, guys. I'm just going to run with it for a minute. But those dry bones that we may be feeling here, that, that the Lord is saying to us, I will transport you there and I'm going to give you the breath in here to be able to speak out over your situation. Whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. Ash, are you here, man? Did you run away? Can you just jump up for a sec? I'm going to get you to stand up. I'm going to get you to stand up. And if you're here for the very first time and you've never prayed before and you're thinking, man, this dude is crazy. What's he doing? Where is he going with this? That's okay. Just run with me for a few minutes. But as just as Ash plays in the background, I'm going to ask you just to, just to consider maybe you've never prayed before. Maybe you've been away from church and you're thinking to yourself, man, I got in here by the skin of my teeth today. I got in here because mum and dad dragged me. I got in here because I just felt I have to. What I want to say to you right now is that I believe the Lord is calling you to the dry bones of your area. I'm going to preach on this next week, I think. But I believe that the Lord is calling you to the dry bones of your area, of what is in your life. And so just where you're at, if you feel comfortable, just raise your hands, close your eyes and just start praying. Just start praying, Lord God, direct me, transport me to those areas of my life where I need to breathe new life into these things. Maybe you feel uncomfortable just praying, but you know what? We're all family here. Just, just start praying out. Lord, transport me. Put yourself in the, in the shoes of Ezekiel there. Where it says, the Lord took hold of me. Put yourself in the Scriptures. The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley that was filled with dry bones. That I was carried away to areas in my life that are full of dry bones. Places that I've, I've put to the back of my mind because I don't want to go there. But the Lord took hold of me and He led me to this area. And then He said to me, 
Put your own name in here. Sean, can these bones become living people again? I want you to speak that over those things in your life. Put your name in it and say, can these areas of my life become living again? And you might turn around as Ezekiel did and say, Oh, Sovereign Lord, you know the answer to that. Well, the Lord's waiting for you to start stepping into that though. He does know the answer. Because He said, speak a prophetic message to these bones. And He says, dry bones, listen to the Word of the Lord. Dry bones, listen to the Word of this Lord. We're going to get on to 2020 in a minute. But I just feel I want to stay here for just, just another minute. Because wouldn't it be something very special if on the first Sunday of 2021, you had the courage inside of you to say, Lord, transport me to those dry areas. Let me breathe life into them, knowing that God is with you. I love this scripture because, because the Lord puts it back on us. He can do it. Carl said he can take a coin out of the mouth of a fish. He can do it. But he wants to partner with us. He wants to heal you, my friend. I don't even know who you are, but I'm believing He wants to heal you. There's an elderly gentleman here. I'm speaking full healing over you. Whatever the situation is, might be emotional, it may be a physical thing, but Lord God, I'm praying full healing over you. I'm believing this. Right now, just believe in this. Those areas that are dry, that pain that you're suffering, to speak new life into this. And I'm always cautious on this because then we can walk out and say, well, I'm not healed. My faith was not good enough. But in this beautiful scripture, the Lord says, I will take you to a land. I'll take you to areas that are dry. And there is new life. There is new life coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Some of you are going to step into new jobs. Maybe in the next week, month. New opportunities are going to come forward. Maybe you're doing the same job, but it's going to be new opportunities come forward because you are dry where you are. Maybe over this last year, you've been in the same place, but, but you know what? The devil got into areas of your life in that job and, and, and it's become dry. And I believing that the Lord is going to spring new life into this. There's going to be new life spring forward into this. And you might sit at a new desk and that feels a little bit new in itself. I'm, I, I pray to you, just take that opportunity to breathe life into it. Maybe there's a new work colleague will come in on this new year and God's going to use you to speak life into them.
have this last year. It's something that Morella and I have been praying into. And I will not give up on this. And that's prodigals. I will not give up on this. And you might think this is just the crazy preacher standing up at the front. This is my prayers that we're on our knees for daily. It's to see sons and daughters returning home. And they've, they've caused a rub in your life because it's been dry. Husbands to return home. Wives to re- regain that spiritual vigour that they once had. Heavenly Father, I pray that right now that you will use us, you will transport us into the lives of our prodigals, Lord God. And that we won't see it as a waste, Lord God, but that we will go to the end of the driveway every day and we'll put our arms out and we'll look for that son returning home, that daughter returning home. And when they do, we will run to them. We will run to them and not with a condemning and a judging heart, but with a heart that says, I love you. A heart that says, I care for you. And then we're going to turn around and we're going to be irrationally generous. We're going to get the best cow. We're going to give you the best coat. We're going to put on the best party. Why? Because there is life has been restored to those dry bones. Heavenly Father, we pray this. We believe this. We step into this, Lord God. These are not just words that some crazy preacher standing on the stage doing. This is what we are believing and we are praying for. Thank you, Lord God. If you're all in agreement, let's say amen. 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 Fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, take a seat. Ashley, you might as well stay, man. It's kind of nice having you up here. I look at you and I just think trumpet anyway. Oh, wow. How many of you get through this message in like 11 minutes? Do you know, being the first Sunday of the new year, I felt like I should do exactly what I should do there. But I do feel that to speak on just a few learnings that we've received from 2020. Because I think to be able to put 2020 away and say it never happened and just write it off and you know, go away, I think, I think is not understanding the learnings that and experience we can gain from it. Our vision here at C3, if you've never heard me say it before, if you've never been here before, is to reach people who are on a journey of faith and to build strong followers of Christ. That basically means is to reach into a community here, Hobart, the Huon Valley of Southern Tasmania is to reach into a community no matter where they're at on their journey of faith and to help build strong followers of Christ. When the doors closed here on March the 19th last year, I honestly didn't know what to think. And I was sharing recently with another pastor from Adelaide that I felt like running a church during COVID was like being asked to live the same life, but to do it in a language that I'd never heard. And every time the Premier or the Health Department got up 
to share their weekly press conferences. It was though they said to us, get rid of that language. I've got a new one for you to learn. And it's not a criticism. It's a reflection. And I'm thankful for those in leadership. But ultimately, you have a vision here that says, I want to reach people. I want to reach into a community. I want to, I want to see 100 kids in our playgroup out here. I want to see 70 kids in our youth. I want to see these things here. I want to reach a community. I want to see people streaming in the door, not because I care for numbers, but because we're, we're, we're sharing the gospel. I want to reach people. And I want to help build strong followers of Christ, and yet the doors have closed. What are we going to do? How do we do this? It was Pastor Joseph Prince who said this, the greater your challenge, the greater God's supply. I'm going to give you, it's okay guys, I'm going to give you five very quick learnings that I had. And I'll do them in a quick manner. But I think they are important. Five very quick learnings. First was this, is that every part matters. One of the foundational values of our church is that we are better together. And during the year, this was never more evident as people stepped up to use their gifts and talents in order that we could fulfill our vision of reaching people. Paul, in his message to the Corinthians, I'll just read it when you get home. 1 Corinthians 12. You can put it up on the screen, guys, but I won't read through it. It basically says that the human body is one, has many different parts, But it says the eye is just as important as the ear. And verse 18 says, But God carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as He desires. We hit COVID. The doors are locked. The alarm is on. The gate is closed. The grass is growing. And gifted people in our production team, the guys who sit over here in the dark and behind here, and other skilled men and women, said, we're part of this. We will get the message out on the screens. We didn't have the gear. We didn't have the finances for the gear. We didn't really know what we were doing. But we embraced a vision that was to reach people in our community. So each and every week, our production team would ensure that there was something would go out on the screens. In those first few weeks, there was more than a thousand people viewing. We've heard stories of a family in Queensland who a young 19-year-old prodigal watched with mum and dad, got on his knees and gave his life to Christ. He may never walk in the doors of our church here physically, yet we know through the production team being part of the body and doing what they did, a young man's life has been restored. At the same time, there was a team of people who activated what we call C3 Cares. Three days after this state, this nation was told to go into a lockdown, We delivered over 250 loaves of bread to those in our community and across the Huon Valley who were in need. The bread soon turned to gift vouchers, food hampers, bags of rice. I shared earlier 
family in this church brought a couple of cows. Literally. And they distributed them to those who are in need, not as a full cow, like cut up and, you know. There was another family in our church asked and said, what is needed? Along with many other things, they brought 50 litres of soy sauce. Who needs 50 litres of soy sauce? Yet they distributed that across hundreds of different people in our church who had lost their jobs, who couldn't go to university anymore, were out here from Southeast Asia on scholarships but had no work, had no jobs, had no school, had no family. Didn't stop there. Our kids' ministry team said, well, hang on a second. If we're going to reach a community, we need to reach our kids too, right? So within the space of a week, thousands of sheets of paper were copied with scriptures. They went to every Kmart, Target, Big W in this city and brought every um, pencil case and colouring pencils they could. And then they were distributed out to the kids of this church. So that while mum and dad are watching the screen, their kids could be, could be doing a scripture or colouring in something at the same time. Every morning from the start of COVID to the end of 2020, my wife and I received an encouraging message via text from one particular lady. Did not miss once. Didn't expect us to reply. Did not miss one. Second thing is this. Storms will come. I lived in the desert lands of the Middle East. We didn't see a lot of rain, but when it did rain, it poured. The challenge is, though, it created absolute chaos because the country didn't build infrastructure in order to cope with the rain because they had the mentality that the storms won't come. The roads didn't have gutters. Houses didn't have drainage. The damage that was caused was always significant, but... It only happened once every three years or so. And we are foolish to think that, that through the course of our life, we won't be hit by storms. And some of them are, are by our own foolish decisions. And some of them are like COVID where we didn't see it coming. It was like, I'll try and get out of the way. Let that storm hit somebody else. Thanks, I've had my fair share. But what I've learned that in both my personal life and in the church is that foundations are not just important, they are essential. Because storms will come. And if you haven't built foundations in your life, if you haven't built spiritual and scriptural foundations in your life, then when those storms come, they will create chaos. Again, for the time, we normally read scriptures. Matthew 7. Jesus says to his disciples, everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life can, can be compared to the wise man who built his house on unshakable foundations. It says this, when, when the rains fell. It doesn't say if they comes. It says when the rains fell. There is some who entered this year and there's been a serious storm in your life. And whether you meant it or not, whether you bad decisions, whatever it is. Yet the reality is that storms will come. You've got to build foundations so that when those storms come, you can keep, keep walking out of them.
And I'm not being ignorant. Please don't hear me. I'm not being ignorant to the storms in people's lives. But the scripture is really clear and it says that when the rains will come, we need to build them on the solid foundation. Third thing is this. We want to value the journey. We have to value the journey. Just three weeks ago, the Barna Research Group released a study that showed that nine months into the pandemic, 22% of those who claimed to be actively involved in church in 2019 had not attended or even watched a single service in the last six months. One in four. As a pastor, that breaks my heart. And that's not judging and condemning. Actually, that's just me wanting to run out into the streets and love them. I shared the story a few months back of Morella's Uncle Bertie. Uncle Bertie was a mid-80s guy who lived in the same house. He was born in that same house. He never got married and he actually never moved from that house. He died about 12 months ago. And when Morella and the family went to clean the house, as you can imagine, there was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And there was quite excitement on one of the days I got this message through from them. They had found a coin collection. He was 80-something. Inside this coin collection, there was four pennies. And they sort of did a bit of Googling. Oh, a 1922 penny. This might be worth a bit. So excitedly, they took it down to the coin collector or, you know, the, the specialist. And yet he came back almost devastated and said in his exuberance, Uncle Bertie had cleaned the pennies. He'd washed them clean. You see, and what he did, the coin collector said, is that in the process of that, he'd removed the value of the journey of the coin. It was cleaner, but there was no value on, the, on that coin anymore. Our greatest gift as a church is to meet people where they're at. Is to walk the journey with people and meet people where they're at. Not with condemnation and judgment, but meet them where they're at and then help them take the next step. Fourth thing is this. Is to be thankful. One of my Bible heroes is Daniel. And it's not the fact that he fends off lions or anything like that. But when faced with situations that were stacked against him, the first thing he did was praised and worshipped God. In Daniel 6, we read where where the king has put in place a decree that forbids anybody worshipping God. And in verse 10, we read this. When Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room, got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. There was a decree in the land. You must not worship God. Yet the first thing Daniel does is he goes home. He gets on his knees He prays and it says he worshipped and thanked God just as he always had. 
in the worst case scenario, he said, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you, God. The first scripture I wrote in my journal that day was, or the first scripture I wrote in my journal during COVID came from Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5, and says this, Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Last one is this. You've heard me share this a few times. Last learning that I received, that I wrote down, is that God is God and I am not. I hit 2020 hard. Butcher's paper all over my wall. Vision statements. I had a full calendar of speaking engagements. I knew what I wanted to preach. And honestly, I had a clear vision of what I saw ahead for the church. Then as I said, on March 19th, the doors closed and butcher's paper was still inside on the wall. What I learned over the next 19 weeks was that God is God and I am not. I speak with many who are, who are despondent because they're like, they come to me and they say, well, I can't hear God talking to me. And I'll share with them that God is most likely talking to you, but you've placed so many distractions and idols in the way that you can't possibly hear what God is saying. My own intentions were good. I mean, I was doing vision for the church. My intentions were good. But my greatest distraction was me. I had tried my absolute best to outplan God. And you can't outwit you can't outplay and you can't outplan God. The second scripture I wrote in my journal was from Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, says the Lord. Neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Steve Curtis Chapman says it like this. I can only see part of the picture that he is painting. So I'll never understand it all. I've never formed a mountain. I've never created a star. In fact, I can't take a breath without God blessing me with it. For God is God and I am not. As we come to a close, I want to share a scripture that Morella and I believe will become a foundational cornerstone for our church as we move forward. I'm not going to unpack it today, but I felt as we enter this new year, I wanted to share it with you. And it's from John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. It'll come on the screens. But Jesus has been with his disciples and it has been a night to remember. They've shared the Last Supper. And Jesus has demonstrated his outrageous love for them by washing their feet. But by also saying goodbye to the one who betrayed them. You see, there is a love, there's a whole new sermon. 
But there was a love in seeing Judas gone. T.D. Jake says this about your love for others. He says, your words will tell others what you think and your actions will tell them what you believe. And this scripture says this, so I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. I'm going to ask you to stand. As a church, Morella and I are focused on leading a community that has a heart to love one another. Whether we have doors open, whether we have to use screens, whether we're delivering loaves of bread and cows, soy sauce, that was kind of weird. And it won't always be easy. But it takes us as a church community playing our part. And I wanted to speak to those just for one minute who whereby you may be a visitor here today. As I said, you've, you've been dragged in the door. That's okay. I was too at some stage. You may not even know it yet. But I believe that God's got a part for you to play as well. And it may not be tomorrow. But there are seeds that have been sown in your life over years and years and years. Chloe, you're one of them. Your mum and dad prayed for you. Day after day after day. In the middle of COVID, you walked in the door with the pram and a new baby. And there was a church community that met you where you're at. Didn't rub away the, the journey of life like Uncle Bertie did. But loved you and said, hey, we accept you and we're going to help you lay new foundations. Why? Because you've got a part to play, Chloe. Because you're going to speak into the lives of so many other young girls. They're going to come in the door broken. They're going to come in the door struggling. And it'll be like the Lord will transport you to them and they will have dry bones and you're going to speak life into them. And then you know what? There'll be two or three of them. And then they're going to do it. And that's how a church community grows. By people playing their part, by using what is inside of them. You don't have to be the crazy one who stands up here on stage. I'm just doing what God's called me to do. Each person, God is calling you to play your part. To love one another. To wash the feet of somebody else. Do it COVID safe. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. We enter your courts with praise.
your gates with thanksgiving. We say thank you, Jesus, that you loved us so deeply that you wouldn't just wash our feet or care and pray for us, but that you would die on the cross and take our sins from us. A love that is so great for God so loved the world, so loved that He would send you, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. That you would go to the depths of hell and you would defeat the devil. You would come up victorious so that we would be set free. gave us that new commandment to love each other just as much as you have loved us. That is a privilege. Just as we're closing up now, as your eyes are closed, if today you feel like the word has spoken to you, maybe the worship's spoken to you, and you want to get right with God today, I just want you to raise your hands. Eyes are closed. I just want you to raise your hands. The first Sunday this month. Thank you. I can see those hands. Just keep them up for 10 seconds. Is there others there? Today, God's been speaking to you. I can see those hands as well. Thank you. Awesome. You can put them down. You open your eyes. I believe today in our nine o'clock service, in our 11 o'clock service, and down in the Huon Valley, I'm, I'm stepping forward and believing this, that God is changing lives today. As I said, you may have come in by the skin of your teeth, dragged, prefer to be camping, looking at everyone else's Instagram and thinking, man, I prefer to be camping. I know where I prefer to be, and that's in the house of God. I can camp at other times. There's nothing better than the fellowship of being with people. Nothing better than hearing Chloe's story. Because she inspires me to want to do what I do. Bless you, church. We're going to sing that song, Graves into Gardens. Because it's kind of a prophetic word, isn't it? Those dry bones, we're going to see them arise with gardens. We're going to see things happening. For those who raise their hands, we'd love to be able to pray with you afterwards. Those couple of people, if you can just come and meet us, we're just going to be down the front here. We'd love to be able to pray with you. It's difficult to see the hands in this in this place. But please don't leave without coming to see us. We'd love to be able to pray with you. God bless church. Thanks for joining us today at C3 Hobart Online. If you were impacted by this message or you'd like to know a bit more about our church and what we do, you can get in touch with us via our website, c3hobart.org.au. See you next time.